Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, this is Jackie Cation. Uh, welcome to the dark forest at the Intercontinental Hotel uh, at the Todd English. We're in Midtown, Manhattan, and I'm here with Ophira Eisenberg, who we have the same voice, we're told, uh, by several people. And But here's a scoop, folks. Uh, think of it as a dork expedition, because it's going to be slightly distracting. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a little weird. Do you have to say my name before I speak so people can tell who's who? <laughs> I know. This is Jackie speaking, and I'm like this. This is Ophira speaking. Maybe I'll try to go higher or lower. I don't know. Maybe it is the same. Maybe it is. Maybe because you're from you're from Canada, and Canada. I'm from Wisconsin, and obviously it's just the same. It's just it's just a slew of very pale people uh, walking around. Pale people who say sorry. And sorry a lot. One day that things are going to get better. A frugal bunch. A bunch of people who are like, let's split a bass boat. I have low expectations. How about yourself? <laughs> oh, we should do a team thing. Because I can even hear the voice. Anyway, um, yeah. So, Lafira Eisenberg, you have a show on NPR. I do. What's it called? It's called Ask Me Another. This is the nerdiest thing I've ever been part of. Oh, yeah? The dorkiest thing I've ever been part of. Oh, perfect. Ask Me Another. Ask Me Another. It is, uh, it's a new trivia word game puzzle show. Okay. Where we have, I'm, I host it. Mm-hmm. My uh, one-man musician, our house band, is Jonathan Colton. Oh, my God. Yes. And uh, I don't know who Jonathan Colton is, except for people keep going, Jonathan Colton is the best thing ever, and he has a cruise ship. He's on, and he's on that cruise ship very soon. And I was Joe like, Cole Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We All might right. be doing the show on that next year. Fingers oh, that's crossed. awesome. So, and uh, we have real contestants, people... Apply to be contestants just by filling out basically. We have a little like three so, cheater, but it's not like a call-in contestant. No, like that other, live. That other show. Wait, wait, or don't tell uh, me. Wait, wait, yeah. world. Oh, all kinds of. Yes. No, this is live contestants. Yep. We tape it at the Bell House in Brooklyn, so it's taped live in front of like an audience of three hundred. Sort of okay. Intimate. And we have a whole slew of puzzle writers who submit puzzles. They're very clever, like just fun takes on things. I'm trying to think of a good example because it's not, it's not straight ahead trivia. It's a little different. Okay. Like there was one that we did that always comes to mind, which was called um, Replacement Math. So this is like a word gamey one, but it would be like um, maids and milking minus pie plus, you know, like so oh, all right. things in your mind that you would have to yeah, like figure yeah. out the numbers from and do the math together. Oh my god! Yes. Or sometimes there's anagram stuff. Jumble. Is, there's jumble. <laughs> and then there's we do a music game with John Jonathan Colton, so he'll sometimes it's just a, a trivia question woven into like a Billy Joel song that someone okay. will have rewritten all the lyrics and then right, the right. trivia question worked into that. Okay. So they're very fun. They're very clever. It's very nerdy. It's very nerdy. Very smart. It's, uh, have you ever played, there's a board game, I'm so bad at puzzles. Uh, I'm really, I cannot believe how bad I'm at, at trivia to be hosting the show. But that right, was right. not a requirement. Because it's, right, because you're just hosting. Yeah. So, although we both know the word just before hosting is a hilarious combination. Right, because it's its, its own three jobs hosting. Exactly. Hosting is such a big, big fucking deal. And, but, but it's trivia mixed up with some sort of jumble. Yes. 
Oh my God! Yeah, no. When I went in for I can, the, I can answer a question. I can answer a question too. And, it's, <laughs> and when it's factual, you either know it or you don't. Right. And that's just the end of it. Yeah. Uh, and we try. There's some of them that are like that. Like you just sort of know. Warren G. Harding and Nathan Hale get on a train going 300 miles an hour. Right. And you're like, what's happening? Right. What year is it? You're like, well, those years don't intersect. But okay. Or with we have a game uh, coming up that I think the concept is around Carly Jepsen's song "Call Me Maybe." Yeah. It's "Call Me MB." And we ask you trivia questions where the answer will be someone's initials that are MB. Oh, Maria Bamford. Uh, Exactly. Mario Batelli. Good. Um, I'm going to have to write questions around these. All right. Well, that's not bad. It's a, yeah, uh, one of my favorite board games right now isn't a board game. It's a tile game. And it's called Quirkle. And it is Idiot. adorable. Idiot Scrabble. Oh, so if I scrabble with photos or something? Uh, scrabble with uh, shapes and colors. <laughs> shapes and colors. It's good for everyone four and above. And uh, But the thing is, is there is a small amount of, uh, of uh, strategy. So it can be it can be hard. I like so, that game set. That is sort of... Uh, oh, what's that? that game set? It's just a... It is colors and shapes. Oh, nice. And you have to... It's sort of a match game, but on a uh, little bit of a higher level. I mean, sure. really, uh, at some point you're like, this is for children. And so right. you're like, it's really hard. <laughs> right. And you know what you're doing? You're staving off some Alzheimer's there. That's what you're you doing. Think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope so. So... Little genetics. So the NPR show yeah. will air on NPR. It airs on yeah public radio. It's uh, not in L.A. yet, but it's in San Diego and Sacramento. And okay. It's like circles L.A. Excellent. And is Paul Poundstone on it? Or, um, nope, there's Mo, no, there's no, uh, there's no other panelists. Okay, so you're a, it's you and Jonathan Colton as and a puzzle guru. And we have a puzzle guru that is. You know, that rotates? Expert. That rotates. Okay, so it's like the New York Times... Like whoever, like whoever makes crosswords. Oh, Will that Shorts? That guy might be on. Will yeah. Shorts actually we, was our special guest. We also have a, a celebrity person of note on per show that I interview. Okay. And then we write a customized game for them. So he oh, was oh, one oh. of our guests. And when he came out, I didn't even know he had walked out. I just noticed him, you know, coming up, our very special person, Will Shorts. And I guess he popped out of the green room to sort of wave to the yeah. crowd. And I thought... Oh my God! Did someone? Did Prince just walk in? Is it the Beatles? Like, Prince, what's going on they've here? They've gone mad. They, they went crazy. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello. Is being delivered. We're getting our lunch. Yeah. This is gorgeous. This is beautiful. Display is all, they say. And uh, I'm hoping not. Actually, I'm hoping that the food actually tastes as amazing as it does. Thank you. Uh, hey, American public, we're going to take a small break. <laughs> hey, lunch. American public. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the restaurant is filled right up, and uh, so it's even louder, Patrick. Uh, I'm sorry. We thought it would be dead. I thought it would be perfect. We thought it would be. Although I, I will say I've been here before, and that's once, and that's why I thought, oh, this place was empty, and it's in the middle of Midtown. Right. And I thought, how great an empty place in the middle of Midtown. Right. It's nice. The nice middle it's of. Nice. You're, you live in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. Downtown Brooklyn. Downtown Brooklyn. Yeah. Is that Greenpoint? No, that <laughs> Greenpoint is way too It's cool. a little thing. As I like to say, I auditioned to live in Greenpoint, but I did not get a call back. So I, I last time I was here, I stayed in Kari Gondabolu's apartment uh, right off Prospect Park. Oh, yeah. He lives... Is that Greenpoint? No, that's... that's Yeah, that's... A Prospect Park, probably. Prospect Park, yeah. That's yeah, but I saw the fanciest strollers I've ever seen in my life. Oh, 
And I always see on the Upper West Side. You thought that I would have seen the fanciest rollers. Well, you no, wouldn't no. see them because up in the Upper West Side, you know, people don't like to see them, so they have their own little roots. Right. <laughs> Some <laughs> underground railroad that the maids have to take the kids on that. Yeah, the day. I'm sorry, my Irish nanny is busy. <laughs> yeah, put this little more down to earth. Just the $5,000 strollers. Actually, one of my favorite things in Brooklyn because I feel a combination. I'm just like, you know, whatever middle income, just making my way. Yep. There's people there that are extraordinarily rich, of yes. course, and who have lived there forever. Yes. And then there's people that are totally poor. Right. Thus is Brooklyn. Uh, but I will be, there's a great equalizer because I will be beside a woman. I was watching a woman haul one of those $7,000 uh, strollers down the subway stairs as I just ran by her. <laughs> right. And then we both just stood beside each other waiting for the up train. And I'm right. like, see? This is how it is here. The F train is the great equal. The subway system is the great equalizer. Yes. Whenever I come to New York, I always want to take cabs because uh, that's what God would do, uh, which is, I think, a Woody Allen punchline from 1970. And uh, <laughs> but I, I love. I love New York so much, and because the, the subways are faster than cabs, they can be. They can be, but they're never door to door. And no. so, and I, I had this conversation with someone recently. I was like, "Do you know when you were in a rush and you go screw it, I'll grab a cab?" And they're like, "Amateur mistake." I'm like, "I know, amateur mistake." Because you always are screwed by that decision. Right. Always. Right. Well, so last night I was I was on the Lower East Side doing sets. Yeah. And I'm staying on 96th and West End. Yeah, long so ways. Long ways, the furthest ways away. And but it was 12:30 at night, and I was like, I am willing to spend 30 dollars on a cab to get out of this neighborhood. So I start walking. I'm like, well, maybe I'll take it. I'll, if I walk to the West Side, it'll be 20 bucks. And so I start heading to the West Side, and heading toward the West Side, and heading. And of course, I ran into the six. And, you know, I could just take the 6 up to 96 and then take a $10 cab across That's town, right. Which is exactly what I did. Oh, yeah. And I could have taken a, ten to, a, a free bus. If, uh, the oh, bus. but that's a mistake. The bus? You do not take buses in this. I mean, you can't take buses in this town. Right. That is slow. It is slow, but not at 1 in the morning. That's true. But it's imagine a cab that just kept stopping. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pick one more person up. Is that all right? Is that, no, they're going to sit on your lap. Is that, a, is that all right? Oh, we got to lower the bus because this person has a cane. Everyone hang on. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, did you grow up in Toronto? Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, on the west. The great... Uh, the great western part of Canada. Cowboys, oil barons. Guy Branham would know. Yeah, right. The uh, tar sands that they're, they're trying. They're really interested. That pipeline that they want to uh, make that goes from Alberta basically down to uh, California. Yeah. That they're always voting on. I mean, the, uh, Alberta wants that so badly. I'll tell you. By the way, this is Ophira speaking, in case I'm, my voice sounds too much the same. <laughs> right. This is Jackie speaking, saying that um, California wants everyone's water and oil. And uh, as always, as always, just build another pipeline. We will pay for it. And then we will all walk your dogs, because uh, dog walking was created, I believe, in us in uh, in California. That's right? where it started. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was an actor who said, "I can't go to the office. What do you need done? <laughs> you know what? I can't. Uh, I can't. What else? Uh, Pilates. I'm doing this joke about how Pilates isn't real. It's not real. That was created. Whenever I see a yoga studio, I say, to, "I say, you're welcome." Because that's what we made. We made that up. That's not real. Oh, and there's piloxing. Piloxing is the new craze. Oh, piloxing? Piloxing. Is it boxing and Pilates? Boxing and Pilates. 
stretchy, stretchy boxing. You do some boxing, and then you, I don't even think you take the gloves off. You just start, you do those 100s where you're pumping your arms at your sides with gloves on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They, we just combine anything. Yeah, this, I want to uh, do like Jagya or something like that. Ooh, Jagya. I met this woman who, uh, she told me, I do angry yoga in Brentwood. And I was like, wait, how can it, why should it be, it shouldn't be angry. What is angry yoga? yoga? She said that it's, uh, it really gets the, it gets to the meat of the, you really get some workout. And I was like, you know what I like to do, take a walk. <laughs> That ends in a coffee shop. That's my favorite like kind of music. exercise. Hey, enjoy. Flowers. I like to read flowers. A book. I did ask Andy, my husband, the other day. I was like, "Should we hike?" And uh, <laughs> right, I like that. It's just like an open-ended like goal. <laughs> well, it, it, it was inspired by the fact that he asked me like three months ago, "Should we adopt?" Whoa, that's a different question. Well, I know, but we've already discussed it. Yeah. And so we're in the car, and it just comes up out of the blue, and I'm like, did you want to adopt? And he goes, no, but should we? (laughs) I was like, like, like recycling? Like, I don't know, like going to church? Like voting? Like voting? Yes. It's an obligation. It's a requirement. Right. And I said, let's not if it's an obligation. I'd rather, and then I was telling him, I, and should I, we? Should we? And I, and I genuinely, I was telling my friend Elizabeth Becker this in Seattle, and in the middle of that story, she goes, you guys should foster. And I said, you should fucking foster. That's <laughs> oh the no. most work in the world. No. You know who fosters? Angels. Angels foster. I, I mean, that is, yeah, that is your, that's your life. That's yeah, it. I think it should if be. If we fostered, that's what we would be doing. He would have to get a job he would not want, and I would have to stop doing stand-up comedy. And you know what? We would give back to society. It turns out I've already made the decision that I will be killed by an, a child that was raised feral. Can you imagine uh, the poor child that's like, yay, a home. This place looks great. What do you do? All right, kid. By the way, I'm never home. Right. Never, never ever home. But this guy, always home. Right, here's a last uh Right. And, uh, or we're both at work uh, and full of rage. At you. How about that? Is that anything? Is that something you're looking for? We just did this because we thought we should. Guys, you got six, six years to get your shit together. And uh, here's a list of some uh, hospitals in the area. We'll see you later. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, so... Um, so you're married uh, just a short amount of time, much like myself. Oh, I like that you call it a short amount of time. Do you? Oh, do you feel like? Do you feel like it's, been, it's substantial? Well, seven years—that is pretty good. But I feel like, I mean, I know people that my age, you know, that have been married for like 25 years, right? But they've made mistakes. Right. <laughs> they chose early. My friend TJ from Portland, uh, she's never wanted children, and they got married when she was 22. Yeah, and she spent the first fifteen years of their marriage telling people over and over, people who were raised poorly, and would be like, "Are you guys going to have kids? You guys going to have kids?" And she's like, "Still none of your business, and still no." And uh, I don't want. It's amazing how everything is so public like that. I mean, you know, the, that thread of a comparison, but comedy is a little bit like that too, where everyone feels like they can just weigh in on these major life things that you're doing that they know nothing about. Right? Like, oh, so did you make money at that? 
Oh, do you make money at your? I mean, <laughs> right? It is not. It actually is not a question usually asked. Yeah, I'm the only profession, like we're the only profession on the planet that they go, uh, oh, well, why don't why, why aren't you on Saturday? Like it's like really, I have to do better. I've never asked you before. Like, right, right. oh, you're a teacher. Are you ever going to teach like at Harvard? Right. He's never asked anyone that. I did ask my brother one time why he doesn't apply to the University of Chicago for uh, to be an econ professor because yeah. he's an econ professor. And he goes. Jackie, I'm not a, I'm not great. <laughs> I'm good. He said, I think of myself as the hee-haw economist. Uh, I do some really good farm econ of Wisconsin. You know what? That's what we're going to say someone. Next time someone in my family's like, will you ever going to be on HBO? I'm going to go look. I'm just good. <laughs> All right? I'm just good. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and, yeah, and the whole idea of defining success. I mean, I, I genuinely, I never, you're a plumber? What kind of so are you doing the city plumbing? Like what? I mean, what would yeah, be like, the? Who are some of your clients? Who are some of your clients? Do I know them? Hewlett Packard, and uh, you work, uh, work with any stars on their things? You're an IT guy. Do you do the IT for the Navy? Who else? Uh, what do you do? And uh, it would just be. I did IT for years. That was my uh, day job. Oh really? For, uh, what what operating system? What operating system? <laughs> it was mostly yeah. It was this was yeah back in Windows XP. I think was predominantly. Oh, I was always that long ago. I was always a fan of 2000, right? Uh, I yeah. still have XP Home on mine, and uh, and the Microsoft Suite is the 2003. Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah. it's a nice, nice little runner. It works fine. Works it fine. Works no fine. reason. It just got worse. By the way, everybody, it yep. just got worse. Yep. Though I understand Windows 7 is nice <laughs> from uh, my friend Andrew. I can't even. I can't even get involved anymore. No, I can't no. get involved. I, 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 although I was, my, we bought my 85 year old mother, 83. Sorry, mom. Uh, an <laughs> iPad for yes. Hanukkah, Christmas, Festivus, whatever. Yes. And there is still a part of me that is that jerky IT person. Yeah. Because she asked me how to do something. She was like, how do I save a photo? Or something like that. Right. And I was like, <sighs> go to the photo and tap on it. In the upper right side, they will turn it down. Like, <laughs> wow. That has such IT customer service rage in it. You're like, ma'am, is the unit plugged in? I would be like, okay, I will, I'm not going to call you by your name. I'm going to call you end user. <laughs> I like it. So can you build computers, too? Can you? No, I mean, you never I, did that. I will admit to you, I never went to school in it. Right. Uh, when I needed a job to get through college, and yeah. I got a job at the um, computer lab because I did, couldn't afford a computer, so that was my idea to be able to use it to do my papers. Oh, nice. And I call myself uh, IT Pretty. Okay. I'm not a model, but I am IT Pretty. Excellent. Which Excellent. means that all the other IT guys would help me. Oh, yeah. So it's just pretty enough for them to think they had a chance. Right, right. Yeah, feel excited about that right. chance. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and one day, what does your husband do? He uh, does, uh, produces promos for USA Network. Okay. Yeah. So he's in, in the showbiz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my husband makes video games for a yeah. living, so it's super fun. Yeah, he knows, I mean, my husband knows more about comedy than I do. Uh, my husband knows less about computers than I do. <laughs> Uh, weirdly enough, <laughs> I am I am the uh, the technical interface in our house. He will his we are we have almost the same temperament. So he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's full of rage, full of rage, and will not and wants to just punch himself in the face. Yeah, and you're like, and yet I'm right here, so there will be no hitting of yourself. 
Uh, so <laughs> you have to. I'm gonna have to put the soft gloves on. Exactly. We're gonna have to cover mittens. Mittens. Don't scratch yourself. And like babies. Yeah, like tiny babies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's um. You know, I never did ask you what your dorkdom was. Oh yeah. Do you have no. one? Well, I was thinking about it to be honest with you, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's three tiers. Okay. The truth is, my real collection is other dorks. It's very weird. A people collector. And it's other dorks. I surround myself by them. I work with them now at NPR. Right. I am, But I am actually not good at any of the things that they are good at. Okay. I'm not very good at trivia and knowledge. Right. <laughs> not good at knowledge. Not good at knowledge. <laughs> I don't have enough information to be good at this knowledge business. Uh, I don't know. I read comics and graphic novels a little bit, but I'm not really into it. Don't okay. really get it. Well, you'd have to, you need a real native Sherpa to take you deep. deep. My husband is the biggest comic book nerd on the planet, and he also writes a cell, an autobio comic called So Buttons. So Buttons, S E W? S O Buttons. Like oh, so. So, so, so Buttons. Yeah. Oh, nice. And they're all uh, comics about his life. I'm in some of them. I really like my hair in these. <laughs> Does he draw it as well? No, he hires okay. different artists. He's sort of Harvey Picar as his model. And, right, right. Oh, yeah. nice. So he is, he's trying to get me, but I, I always. I always joke that like he can't read anything outside of a bubble, and I have a hard time <laughs> reading anything in a bubble. I don't know. Oh, I can't get it. Right, right. Uh, so you surround yourself by people, so you get it through osmosis. You know a little bit about puzzles and a little bit about trivia and a I little like bit about Harry Potter. You like? Did you read the book? I did not read the book. Did you actually? See what I'm saying? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. I can tell you a lot of things. Hobbit freaked me out a little bit. I think I read it too young and I got scared by something and I've never returned. You might have got scared the fact that it turns into a very dark adult novel at the end of it. <laughs> that might have been what scared you when uh, when the dwarves go ape shit and uh, decide that the elves and the go- are their enemies and then luckily the goblins show up so they can join forces to fight them. And then Bilbo, so you don't know anything about this at all. Oh, I don't know anything about this. But what do you think of this as a... So let's see, you're Harry Potter dork. What do you think of this... Uh, Steve Mandel, friend of the show, loves a hero clicks, came up with an idea for my next album title, which is This Would Make an Excellent Four Crux. That's amazing! See? Yes! And you get it! That's amazing. Okay, that's yeah. very good. That would be very you know. fun. A little long. A little long, but it's fine, but who cares? How about just Four Crux? Or just like an amazing Four Crux. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's very good. I've watched all the movies. My husband's a huge. Harry Potter fan. Did he read the books? He read the books. Okay. We saw the movies. He listens to Muggle Cast, which is a Harry Potter oh, podcast. I make fun of him. In I listen to the Tolkien Professor. I uh, understand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My my thing is anything spies, anything action. Oh. You know, and my husband loves what I like. Anytime Christmas comes around, he's like, oh, "Can we sit down and watch Love Actually?" I'm like, "Ugh." There's got to be, like, a born identity that I can watch again. There's got to be, like... A, do you ever read spy novels? I have. And some of them I like, but I I really... I only like them if they have strong female leads. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, right. so I try to just grab it. And that's pretty... Yeah, yeah. Far and few between. Right. They're not... You should write that book. Huh? I know. I should. Wouldn't you like to be a novelist? I would love... <laughs> to be that like to write mystery and that spy yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like I love it when it pays off yep but I don't know you have to write that backwards I don't know that's, that's oh do you I assume so right because you have to make everything oh right you have off. to know what the end is yeah. I suppose 
What the weird thing is, is, is I was saying that I really wanted to be a novelist. I know that's... Um, but there's a problem. You have to write a novel. And, uh, <laughs> but I love the idea that your plan B is harder than your plan A. <laughs> what I'd really like to be is La Femme Nikita. If someone could snatch me and force me to get in shape and become a killing machine. I'm going to be a marathon runner who also sings on Broadway. Ooh. La, 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 la. So I love that stuff, Luther. I've been watching that recently. It's what is that? Great. It's a uh, it's a yeah, British television series that is uh, it's it's sort of a procedural. You know, it's like the standard oh. kind of thing I like, where it's the the lead detective is very complicated, has a lot of emotional problems, but is the genius. Okay, sure. you know, and every like single monk, right? But but th- yeah, this guy's more disturbed. Dexter. Uh, Dexter, you know, Dexter, I liked, but I, at a certain point, I couldn't watch it late at night because I just think about all the oh, blood. Too creepy. Too creepy. Uh, I try, I never made it through the first season. I was like four or five uh, episodes in, and I was like, yeah, I don't care if he's a good guy serial killer. Uh, not a good guy. Not uh, a good guy. Gotta move on. Gotta right? move on. I know, I, I do really like morality. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm like, I hate to say that. There's a reason for the Hayes Code, people. Chop, chop. I know, and yeah. sometimes unresolved endings in any movie, I'm like, you know what, just tie it up with a pretty bow here. I've got to go on and live the rest of my life. <laughs> right. What, Lady of the Tiger? i got to live this? i got to live your stupid Lady of the Tiger action? i got no time for this. And uh, yeah. every James Bond I love. I mean, I actually thought the last uh, Daniel Craig, I mean, uh, Skyfall, uh, I thought it was, I gave it a B plus. Didn't get to see it yet. Uh, want to. Didn't look to see the last Batman. Uh, I have seen The Avengers four times, and now I own it. And then I saw The Hobbit uh, three times. Yeah, but, and how'd you like The Hobbit? I love The Hobbit. I guess so, three yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. And, and a friend of mine has given me their screener. Uh, that that person's name will remain nameless so that uh, the DGA doesn't give her any shit. Sure. What is that? I need to have that. Lucy Goosey. But the movie I could wake up every day and watch yeah. and always be happy, and I do, I think I've watched it about 300 times. Yeah. Is um, Raiders of the Lost Ark the first one? Yeah, I like my Nazis buffoonish. I have to tell you that I just love Marion. Oh, do you love Marion? I've modeled my entire life. <laughs> you have a little bit of a Marion look. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the You're idea welcome. that you, you drink people under the table. I tried that sure. for many years. Right, <laughs> you right. You do what you can. Table. It turns out that's easier than, than you think. But the, I took All a, you have to do is commit. Really. <laughs> I took a cultural anthropology degree yeah. because it was the close. I wasn't very good at archaeology, too much science. Yeah. But it was the closest idea that I... I mean, everything in my life is basically based on that movie. What's Marion's last name? In the, in in the, the movie, movie Ravenwood. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what do you know about the character Marion Ravenwood? What do I know? Well, when um, so Marion's father was Indiana Jones's professor. That's right, Professor Ravenwood. Correct. Uh, and through that, he met the daughter, but she was just a child. She was like 18, 17, 8 years, eighteen years old when when they met. Right, and he started dating her against the father's wishes. Right, because what would what would Indiana Jones have been at that time? Yeah, he would have. Pro- I think he was Might about 20, 10, 10 years old, older. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. Okay. So he was a star pupil. Right. Uh, Marion was a daughter. The mother is never talked about. Very weird. Very weird. Very Disney. Very Disney. So yeah. you have Let's like a complicated him. thing that you don't yeah. know anything about and mm-hmm. just makes you feel there's a hole right. that will never be filled. Right, right. And it obviously is Mrs. Ravenwood shaped. Right. So okay. they fell in love. But yeah. Indiana Jones like kind of just took off because mm-hmm. he was doing his own career and the father was obsessed with 
the Ark. The Ark of the Covenant. And was dragging her around the world. Mm-hmm. And then he gets killed. Now, do we know how he gets killed? It's complicated because there's two varying things. One is that he got too close. Okay. Which is sort of why the, the supposed to be the tension and the stakes that, that start with Indiana Jones, right? Okay. To say that anyone that tries to get too close to this gets killed. Okay. But it's okay. mysterious. And it isn't the guys with the fezes that might have killed him, or we don't know. Well, it could have been their fathers. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Of course, a generation later. But what were the guys with the fezes called? The guys with the fezes. The, the, yeah. The Order of the Stick? No, that's a comic strip online. <laughs> uh, the order. Uh, they're like Templar yeah, Knights Templar, or something. Templar Knights. That's oh, were they? That's Templar okay. Knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in the third movie, though. You're going really ahead here. I don't mean to jump ahead. No, this is just Nazis and uh, Arabs, basically, first movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. Nazis and Arabs. That's Nazis right. Nazis and Arabs. Oh, right, because they're they're outside of Cairo. That's and right. And they're digging up the entirety of Alexandria. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, but she ends up in Nepal, and that's where we find her. And she obviously ends up there as a young woman, has no idea what to do, so she runs a bar. Right. Right. And ends up looking like many a waitress in Wisconsin who runs a bar. And and then smokes a lot. Smokes and, a lot. Uh, and, uh, and can drink everyone under the table because she has a hollow leg. She's got a and, hollow leg. And then uh-huh. the first time she sees the love of her life that basically broke her heart. And she feels like, you know, being in Nepal, running a bar. In my mind, I think stuff worked out for you. In her mind, not, not. Didn't no, work out. This no. That's how she envisioned things. <laughs> but she just punches him in the face. Oh, yeah. First scene. Gosh, anyway, smack. She, I mean, she is a great character. She's such a great character that when Temple of Doom comes along and Spielberg's wife or whoever that is, oh. makes you want to just go, what are you, did you not see the first movie you made? Because this woman is a mess. It is so sad. I would have killed her. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I would have smothered her with a pillow before we were out in the world of monkeys. And I... <laughs> Monkey brains and whatever. Right. And that mine shaft, just toss her out. Exactly. Toss her out one of those really cars. Short round. Short round. Help me out. Help me out. Let's, let's lose this baggage. And uh, no, I, and like, you know, I saw obviously that at an early age. Star Wars at an early age. So Princess Leia, again, another strong character. She was, but, and Carrie Fisher. I would. I don't mind basing my life on Carrie Fisher Me to some extent because she's awesome. Me neither. She's but like the rich man's Liza Minnelli. They're gone from cinema. Oh, you don't. You don't have one. You. You don't. You. You can't think of a Squinty McClintock isn't a role model in your life. <laughs> Squinty, it's a uh, Renee Zellweger. No. And, uh, no. Right. Right. No. no. I hate Renee Zellweger. I'm. I'm I, I don't enjoy her. No. I don't, I don't I know used, her. I used to have a severe hate for her, and then she sort of like slightly disappeared, and I was like, well. There you go. The people I wish for. <laughs> it's sort of like when uh, our iguana was chasing me one day, and I put my, the shovel in front of my foot, and he gets to the shovel, and he's like, "Well, thank God she's gone." And he <laughs> just started a sentence with uh, with by saying, "When our iguana was chasing me." That's an okay sentence. Tiberius uh, will have some male rage sometimes, but it is rare. He's usually very sweet. And oh, and I love Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Which Star Trek? Did you see the original? You saw the original. original. Yeah, I grew up on that. Right. Somebody just tweeted the other. It was Steve Mandel again. Let's talk about Steve. Steve, you're really a problem. Steve, if you pop up the Warcrux thing was coming up, but here, Tribbles versus Wookies. Oh, come on! Tribbles aren't even sentient. 
What? How are you supposed to have that conversation like with two, someone? Like the size of two earmuffs that they put on a set. I was like, and the fact that Chewbacca didn't get a medal at the end of that first movie. Yeah, no wonder he was yelling. There was injustice. Growl. I would growl. <laughs> I can't. I can't do the Chewbacca voice. Uh, but yeah, I feel like those women are. I mean, I love that. If I could, I really like. I just wait for them to make another Indiana Jones. I watch it every time, and I find some other reason why it's great. So the Last Crusade just had the Nazi woman, who I didn't like. Yeah, it was okay. I liked the Templar. Um, Sean Connery was kind of an interesting yeah. addition. Like, that was good. I, I really liked the last scenes. Crusade. Yeah. But then the remake where they bought, brought back Marion and Head. I was psyched that she was back. So was I, and then I saw it. And then I it saw the actual film, and there was some trouble with the crystal skulls. Oh, and the aliens and something happened. Hiding in a refrigerator. Oh, I couldn't. First of all, let me tell you something about refrigerators. Uh, they're... You can't get out of a lot. You can't. You close the door in a refrigerator. You now die in a refrigerator. That's how you die. Because uh, uh, I don't think you're familiar with the fact that when you dispose of a refrigerator, you're supposed to take the door off. That's right. Because it's that weird suction, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, you can't on. get out. <laughs> it's keeping food fresh. In that beginning scene, I think that's the first scene, right? The the the, the nuke. The fridge is tumbling along the. Yeah. Um, like a field or whatever. Yes. And they have a little chipmunk or groundhog or whatever, like, pop up and look at the camera. And at that point, I was like, this movie's going to be horrible. Right there. I was like, right oh, there. no, this is right not there. what we're doing. He's this been George Lucas-sized. This is not much humor. Yeah. yeah. This is not my idea of humor. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. I do comedy for a living, and, I, and, and I'm very tolerant, quite honestly. Uh, Maria Bamford has taught me a tolerance in stand-up comedy and in life about... Everyone's on their own journey, man. Wow, that's um, amazing. I was sitting next to her in Australia. We were watching mime. And I, je- I literally, <laughs> we were watching two Japanese mimes. And I lean over and I'm like, it's great, but what could you do with it? And she looked at me and she's like, it's not broken. It's fine. It's already doing what it's supposed to. And I, she's like, it's amazing, right? And I was like, and that's where she gave me the out. I like that. It's amazing, right? 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 Yes, it is, Marie Bamford. You are correct. That's like when people ask you, you're good, right? And uh, you can't say, no, I, I'm like, that's too big of a conversation. How about, how about I love, uh, you do stand-up comedy? Are you funny? And uh, I always go, I am amazing. It is hard to be me. That's so funny. You know what I say? What? I always go, not really. <laughs> I uh, had to make them go, what? Where was I? Some bad situation. I was doing some weird, I think it was a one-nighter. And I checked in to the hotel. Oh, yeah. It was in Phoenix. Whatever. Uh, and the But it was called the Monkey Pants was the name of the... No. Yes, that was no. the name of the bar. They had goldfish races after the stand-up comedy where you would, you would squirt water at goldfish to make them go faster. And I was like, you realize that that's actually not okay. Like, that's kind of... Cr- I mean, I know yeah, goldfish... Yeah, I don't love PETA, but, you know... Yeah, that seems... Just let them go. Hey, speaking of PETA, can I ask you... <laughs> I, we weeded off of Star Trek. <laughs> um, veal. Yeah. Supposedly the worst. Supposedly the worst. And yet, whenever you are offered it on a menu, it's been pounded... Breaded and deep fried. Shouldn't it be tartare? If it's so fucking if it's amazing. so succulent and yeah. lovely. Yeah, that is an excellent point. You're right, I've never seen veal tartare. You know, I have a bad feeling that they do all this crazy shit to the uh, meat mm-hmm. and it's tender, but it tastes terrible. I bet. I think it's just I mean, disgusting. 
It just seems I've never or I've never or ordered something too gamey for people. Maybe gamey. It's just a cow. Though. It should be beef. Little. Yeah. Just yeah. A little cow. Uh, I've ne- I don't know if I've ever really eaten veal. Perhaps by accident. I think I ate it when I was a kid. Because um, we would go out for Italian. Yeah, and it's just all over the place. It was all yeah. over the place in Italian restaurants, and my my dad, I think, thought it was funny to order it for me, and then it, then explain while I was eating what I was eating because he's a riot. My dad sometimes. That is, at least he has a sense of humor. I love food hum- humor, by the way. It's some of my favorite. Food humor. Jackass alert. Ellie yeah, finds something funny. I'm going to order some weird for you. Uh, I, I, my, I think I can eat every food, and I always try to test oh. this. But yeah, food is my adventure. Okay. Uh, but fear, do you live by the, the motto, Ophira? Uh, fear no food? Fear no food, although I'm having a hard time with innards. Oh, innards? Some innards I can't handle. There's a chicken place in in, in Los Angeles called Dinah's fried chicken, and you can go there and you can get a plate of fried gizzards and livers. Yeah. And uh, we went there the other day. It was excellent. Did you um, have the gizzards and the livers? Yeah. And it was good. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's something about the kidneys and I have a hard time with, I think, kippers? Kidneys and kipper. Kidneys? Uh, no, kidneys and Yeah, because kidneys and kippers are different. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. We'll have to Google that. <laughs> so, so like, when we I'll say this, will Wiki come up somewhere? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There'll be something. Uh, but I, like, I just found, I thought I hated gooey duck. I solved that problem. Thank God. That was what really weighing duck? on me. Gooey duck is the foot of the giant clam that, uh, that it attaches itself to the ocean to. Yeah. So the giant clam is that foot that comes out. Yeah, yeah. Pseudopod, I believe, is what we learned its name was wow. in school. And someone's like, let's, let's eat that. It's a big, slimy mussel, basically. Yeah. And it's very common in sushi. But I always thought I didn't like it. And then I never see it around. It's a very West Coast thing, I think. Right. And then I saw it on a menu here, and I was like, it's time to get over this. Okay. I have very low, low goals. Right, right. You're like, I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to go over the hump on that. It's a... Uh, I don't know. I, I There's almost... I found out recently I'm allergic to raw beets. Raw beets. And, but I like a beet. I like a cooked beet a great deal. Why would you eat a raw beet? Oh, like a oh, shaved like a beet. Oh. Or a shaved beet on a salad. Yeah. The shaved beet on a salad I found out before a show. You know some people can't... <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, I, I threw up in a parking lot uh, uh, right in front of a place called Big Wang's. <laughs> Here's the good news. Not the first time that's happened, by the way. Exactly. Oh, sorry. No, that's perfect. That's the perfect. That's it exactly. I was like, and then I went and I did my set, like green, gray. I look like the Hulk. Uh, what before. is Big Wings? Big Wings is a is supposedly a chicken wing place. Uh huh. <laughs> Named Big Wings. And uh, they were out of eyes. They were out of a sense of self. You know what? Los Angeles is full of places that are ridiculously named. There's a place called Meaty Meat Meat. Meaty Meat Meat. And uh, they serve meat, it turns out. But the one place that had stand-up that I just recently did on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. It's called Pink Taco. Pink Taco. Oh, guess who didn't get it? Grammication. Didn't get the didn't get the joke of pink taco. And I was like, are the tacos pink? I said, I'm doing stand-up tonight at a place called Pink Taco. Are the tacos pink? On Facebook. Uh, it led to a long thread about how I do not have my shit together when it comes to vagina references. Um, but 
And what are they? Do they serve oh. Mex- Mexican food? They, they do. do. Yeah. And they're just fine with that. And as soon as I re- uh, realized uh, that it was called Pink Taco, for that reason, I got in touch with the Polish immigrant who runs that room, and I said, I'm going to need $100 to do this game <laughs> in Los Angeles. And he said, done. And then I got there and found out that where he got the $100 is because it was a bringer. Oh. And so it was me and 17 young comics who all had to bring, like, three people. And if you couldn't bring anybody, you had to pay him 15 bucks. Oh, my God. Pink Taco is like turning tricks. Yeah, it basically. Felt, I was like, oh, dirty, so the 100 bucks dirty. are coming from these young comics, and now I want to punch myself in the face. Uh-oh. But, again, there's no hitting. There's no hitting in grown-up land. No, and sometimes you just take the $100, and you go, well, I did put in my time. <laughs> I did. And I did a good show, and I had to spend 20 bucks on parking and a Diet Coke, so I'm going to get out of here. And when I moved to New York, I didn't know what a bringer show was. Does It didn't exist in Toronto. It, it now does a little bit because they understood that's how it works for average nice but well, whatever but uh, I didn't know what that was I got booked on one um, explain what it is for the nine people who might not know oh if you don't know it's this lovely thing where you ju- when you just start comedy you want to do a show they say at a club usually they go no problem we would love to have you on our show <laughs> fantastic we have also heard wonderful things about you we are so excited to have you on our stage. So here's how it works. You're going to need to show up at 7.45 and bring 10 people. Just 10 of your friends. Get them to call this number immediately and make a reservation. If they don't make a reservation ahead of time, we're not going to count them. It's going to be $15 in cash and a two-drink minimum. And just get 10 of your friends. It's going to be so much fun. Can't wait to have you. And then you have to do that. And if you don't do that, you do not go on the stage. Right. If, you, if six people show up and they needed 10, you it do. affects how much time you might get. Sometimes they don't let you up, and they are not reasonable about this at all. No, because it is uh, essentially a producer's way of making money. They say it's a way to pay for the room, and that's fine, except that there are plenty of rooms that will just let you do it. Like, you could have a free show at a coffee shop where a hundred comics will show up, and uh, here's what I will say, small business owner. Uh, we're hard on napkins, stand-up comics. We steal all of your napkins and write set lists we're on hard them. On so we can open up a comedy club. Got a lot of so did you do bringers when you came? Well, I didn't know what it was. I, I, I've done did you know anybody? You? I didn't bring. know anybody. But I was working. My friend, I came here and stayed at a friend's place who had a uh, was a fashion designer and had a store. Okay. So I called up. I was going to do a bringer. They, it was a pretty modest bringer. They wanted five people. Okay. And I thought it was a suggestion. Right. And I went, okay, you know, I'm from Canada, too. And, oh, I took everything. I'm like, so, like, oh, really? You're happy to have me? Okay, great. See you then. I thought they were more happy to have me, but they weren't as happy to have me. They were happy to have my people. So then I got a call the day of just to confirm me, and, uh, and they're like, do you have your five people? We have no reservations in your name. And I was like, well... Uh, I told people, I told people, like I was like, I only know a couple people. I just moved here. I think my friend Seth is going to come, which was true. I said, but I, you know, I don't think I can do it. And they were just like, well, no, you wow. have to do it. There's a, there's another thing that happens only in New York and not in L.A., which is if you flyer, you can get a, a, oh, yeah. a spot. Or as they say it in U.K., leaflet. Leaflet. If you leaflet. Right. Uh, I, uh, um... I, when I, I tried to move to New York and do stand-up comedy yeah. in 1989, oh. I got a job, the worst job I've ever had in my life, and I used to work at Kinko's. 
I worked at Kinko's. Did you work at Kinko's? I did. Were you a Kinkoid? I was. We have the same voice, and you worked at Kinko's? How long did you work at Kinko's? I think two years. Did you ever make over $7 an hour? No, and I worked at the computer side. Oh, I, I did computer lessons for people. I showed them how to use a mouse. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. And like how to, what, the first internet site they ever went to and how to search I, on Alta Vista. I used to, I, I used to do a joke. I still, uh, it's in the vault. I pull it out sometimes. Bring it out tonight. But which is uh, uh, that uh, Iraq is almost exactly like working at Kinko's. Think about the last time you were to Kinko's. That's what Iraq is like. It's quiet. It's tense. And you're and never getting that poster made. <laughs> and everyone is thinking to themselves, am I going to kill someone? Or is someone going to kill me? Well, and there was a distinction between the copy people and the computer people. Yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of cross-pollination, but I didn't. I, I hung out with a lot of the copy people. You know why? Because you're social. You're a social animal. And they were cooler. And then I realized very quickly, because I did this in Vancouver. Where, which kingdoms did you work Minneapolis. I wonder if it was an interesting combination of mm-hmm. places. Uh, they would a lot of bands. They would get on the uh, loudspeaker, whatever speaker oh, system, okay. and say uh, 15 minutes to safety meeting. Right. And that meant oh. we would go out back and smoke pot. Oh, that's awesome! There was a lot of pot yeah. smoking. Uh, I knew it was the end of my time at Kinko's when I was working a Saturday with a guy who used to be a manager at Kinko's, who had then uh, decided he just wanted to be a regular Kinko grunt again. And demoted himself, <laughs> and uh, and we were. He was in the back. I remember distinctly. He was eating a sandwich, for they had just been inter- introduced. Ninety one. Yeah. Why not get excited about that? Yeah. And so I was uh, working, and uh, a woman came in. You know how like when you'd work there, the middle management people would come in. Let's <laughs> uh, tape this guy's conversation. I'm on the canal. Anyway, so, uh, but anyway, so what happened was, is I got into it with this woman. I was super polite. I'm, I was always, you know, I'm a very happy person. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Kinko's. How can I help you? And she's like, I need color copies. So I tried to make color copies. The red was broken, and so oh, it didn't no. work. Oh, no. Oh, I know. I made a lot of free copies for her, and I was like, you can either have these or... I'm sorry, uh, our color copier is obviously broken. There's another Kinko's a mile and a half from here in Uptown. And she's like, can you try again? And I had tried three times. And I was like, no, no, we're done now. And she goes, what am I, if you ever are in a retail situation, do not say to a person, well, how long have you worked here? Because that will make that person want to strangle you with a ream of paper. You will have been beaten to death with a ream of cardstock. Right, there's, there's no answer that doesn't make you feel bad because if you say years and years, you realize how many years you've been wasting your life. If, you, if it's months, I'm like, it's a year and a half. I had been working there and she was like, well, you'd think you'd know how to use the machines. And I said, and we're done now. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. And she goes, what? And I said, we're done. And uh, you can have those if you want, but you got to go. And she goes, can I talk to your manager? And I said, why don't you try talking to me like a person? And, uh, and all of a sudden, pad, 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 out from her sandwich land, uh, my, my co-worker comes. Huh? <laughs> hey, hey, Jackie, why don't we tag out? Why don't we tag out? And he's falling on my shoulder. And I'm like, no, no, there's no reason to leave. She's leaving. There's no reason to tag out. And she's like, and he goes, no, no, really, let me, let me just take over. And so I stand behind him. 
I am facing her. He is facing her. She is facing us. He can't see me. She can see me. And she starts making shit up about how I was rude to begin with and I don't know what I'm doing. So I mouth the words at her. Cry, baby. <laughs> Cry, baby. <laughs> at which point, and then I make the, the one tear going down the face gesture. At which point she yells, I am not a crybaby. And storms out. I was uh, not shortly after I was uh, demanded <laughs> by my 23 year old manager who was like, You gotta tag out, Jackie. You just have to. We're not gonna fire you. We're not gonna we fire totally you. We totally understand. We can, I know you're making six fifteen an hour, but we're not gonna. And when the red goes out, a lot of things happen. <laughs> there was no replacing the toner cartridge. There was right. It was not my fault. Right. That's back when you would like. Oh, the red's out. We have to call up Cannon. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, how was how how, how how did you leave Kinkos? I wonder. You know, I left. I actually. My first comedy show was uh, while well, I still worked at Kinko's. Oh, yeah? And I called in sick for my shift mm-hmm. to do my very first thing on stage. Oh. And then didn't do it again for a long time after that because I got so scared. Uh, but after, after that, uh, and then a bunch of people came from Kinko's or whatever, I had this feeling that I could probably get a better job. Like, somehow from the first time I did stand-up comedy, and I was not good at all, right. but it was just enough self-worth. Yeah. But I was like, maybe I can do something else. Yes. And, and that is the insidious thing about finding something you love. You get self-worth out of it. Just a little bit. Just Don't enough love. to rattle the cage. <laughs> oh, Sarah Eisenberg, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. For doing the Dork Forest. What, talk about some pod, some uh, plug some stuff. What do you got? Uh, well, if you want to listen Website? to the uh, NPR show, it's available yeah. as a podcast. And the name of it again? It's called Ask Me Another. Ask Me On iTunes. You can go to my website, which is OphiraEisenberg.com. Good luck spelling it. It's up to you. <laughs> there will and, be linked. Uh, it will be linked in the notes. My Ferguson spot was uh, canceled because I couldn't get out there due to Hurricane Sandy. It will happen sometime in the next few months. Oh, that's neat. Craig Ferguson. Yeah. So That'll be congratulations. Yeah, one day. One day soon. All right, American public, you've chosen wisely. Have a good one. <laughs> I'm going to do the credits here at the end as we still sit where the room tone is supposedly happening. Um, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. It's all like that. That's And you can get it on iTunes. You can get it on AllThingsComedy.com, which is the El Madrigal Bill Burr comedy podcast umbrella that The Dork Forest is part of. And there's lots of great podcasts on there. I'm supposed to plug some of that. So why don't you go over there and uh, look around, see if there are other podcasts you would like. Like Ari Shafir or Baron Vaughn. They both have podcasts. Baron Vaughn's great. Ari Shafir's filthy and hilarious. And um, and then, of course, there's merch. If you ever want a T-shirt, a Dork Forest T-shirt, there's two different kinds. Go to JackieCation.com in the merch page. Both of my CDs, Circus People and It Is Never Going to Be Bread, available there. You can also get that on Amazon or iTunes. And there's a donation button. Knock yourselves out, folks. Uh, February, a little light. So uh, feel free to donate. You're doing good work. All right. Thanks a lot for listening. Take care out there. Take care of each other, too. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance, then it sounds like a Mexican hat dance. It's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?